Hey, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, everybody. My name is Scott Schiaffo, actor best known as the Chulies Gum Guy from the film Clerks. And welcome to Clerks Minute. You're listening to Clerks Minute. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man, the podcast I sell comics, and the Ming and Mike Show. And you are listening to Clerks Minute. What's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You got a minute? Good, because you're listening to Clerks Minute. Hey, this is Walt Flanagan, the Lon Chaney of the 90s, and you are listening to Clerks Minute. Welcome back to Clerks Minute, the show where we look back at the 2006 Kevin Smith sequel, Two Randall Shoots on Dante, minutes at a time. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sean. Sean, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Yes. Um, Looking forward to talking about this great movie. You're one of our rare um, three-time guests. So, <laughs> yes, you're, you're in a rare list. I think you were like uh, two other people. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Very I feel cool. special, exclusive company. It really is. It's like pretty much yeah. my best friend and his father. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We are in the jail. And we are in the middle of this Weird. crazy fight. <laughs> and when I actually messaged you, Sean, we were trying to get everything set up after you got done with the Groundhog Minute. You said you wanted to wait till after you were done and you wanted to pick your scene. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. jail scene. If there was anything left, why did you want the jail scene? Uh, just the the raw, honest emotion. I mean, I think this is entirely um, one of the most emotional films. And and these kind of Gen X losers hanging out, clerks. There's they're not a lot of emotion. It's a lot of Randall kind of thing. It's it's the tough guy. It's pretending you don't care about anything. But here, just the walls come down. We're being honest of our, our, you know, completely platonic heterosexual love. But, you know, still the the love between these friends, you know, this whole scene, it really encapsulate what these movies are about, about relationships between these people. So, uh, yeah, I really I really like this scene. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we it really is real. Like there's no music. There's no noise. (laughs) There's nothing mm-hmm. in the background. It's just them. It's echoes in the background. It's actually very basic. And we're in, and we're at the point where we find out in the last minute that Randall actually loved his job at the quick stop. And he misses it because it's his best time of his life. And Dante says he's fucking nuts. And Randall had a valid point. He liked what he did. He got to watch movies, fuck with assholes, and hang out with his best friend. What more in life do you really need sometimes, Kyle? Oh, I beer, pizza. <laughs> do we know the way they ran that quick <laughs> stop? They probably had that too. <laughs> and all I gotta say is, honestly, Dante has a point with him being nuts because let's be honest, the man booked a freaking donkey show. Well, but he's talking about, but he's more talking about yeah. the quick stop now. Yeah. We're on that. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about him loving it at the quick stop and at the stores. And in Dante's mind, yeah, he's fucking nuts because that was, for him, like, the worst time of his life. For Randall, 
point of view, he loved it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it maybe it's, it's short-sighted, but there's, I think there's a certain, um, what's the word? You know, a, a certain simplicity, a certain Zen, a certain Buddhist outlook of saying, you know, what more do you need? I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm amusing myself. I'm watching movies. And making money. Really, what what more do you need? That's 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 the life, you know. Randall's a simple man, and he's not, you know, he's not looking, he's not looking to exceed his grasp. He knows what he likes, and and that's what he liked. And th- and this is also the turn that it's it's a bit of a trope. We see this a lot where, um, there's there's a lot of times there's an episode of a sitcom like a a character's moving away, and then the characters left behind is like, uh, you know. You have to deal with like, so yeah, you're, you know, you have anxiety and you're worried about moving, but what about me? I'm the one who's left behind. I'm going to be lonely. You're leaving me, you know, that kind of confrontation between the friends. Um, so that's a bit of a trope that we're getting here, but um, you know, this, the, the level of emotion and, and you talked about the simplicity. I want to point out just because in, in, in Kev, sometimes people make fun of Kevin Smith for his directing style. And there's a lot of the camera doesn't move a lot. There's not a lot of complex tracking shots, particularly in his earlier movies. Now, this is post dogma where he's gotten a little more experience. He's worked with some you know more experienced actors, but um, he kind of reverts here. There's just there's not a lot of movement. There's one camera on Randall. And there's one on Dante. But it's just what this scene needs. This scene doesn't need movement it doesn't need a lot of fancy tricks just your characters delivering your dialogue and and let the honesty flow yeah. what's well, funny is now that i think about it the whole jail scene i think only has like four camera angles yeah there's the one on there's one on randall one on dante there's that classic shot of the two of them the absolutely mm-hmm. classic shot and then there's the one on jay and bob right right that's well, it Oh, there's also the cut to cut to uh, Elias, Elias, and them. But yeah, but like other yeah. than that, it's uh, a poor camera angle thing. But yeah, and there is a little movement. I think at one point, oh, and the sexy stuff. Uh, Dante, Dante standing up and he sits down, and like the camera kind of follows him. But yeah, other than that, there's very little movement. There's very few shots. There's just cuts between whoever's talking. But you know, it's he doesn't let the craft of filmmaking get in the way of the film itself, that it is a time where that simplicity is completely warranted and don't pull out the tricks. Um, and, and, and another thing is, is the dialogue. It's another thing that people make fun of, uh, of Kevin Smith dialogue, which I never understood growing up in central Jersey. Like I'm like these people, I grew up, we talked like these characters talk. It's so I true. Grew up in, you I know, agree. In, early nineties, we, we talked like the guys in clerks talked. So, uh, you know, but you know, some people aren't huge fans of his dialogue, but I think it's great here. It communicates, um, you know, and especially particularly from Randall, this, this wise ass, this Joker who we've been trained through almost two full movies at this point, not to take seriously. And now he's going to get serious. He's dropping the truth bombs. No, it's funny. I, I grew up in Bergen County, so I'm not that far away from you. <laughs> And yeah, I'm Middlesex County. Yeah, so we're not that far away from each other. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that is how everyone talks. This is normal. This is completely normal how you were with your friends. Like, straightforward. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it has to be said, if, if you're, it, it, it's a regional thing. If you're, if you're not from New York or New Jersey, if you're from, like, the South or the Midwest or something, you may not understand when people are polite to you in Jersey, that's the middle finger. They don't like you. If they like you, 
they're calling you an SOB. They're calling you a jerk. They're ragging on you. And they know that you're going to take it and you're going to give it back because that's what good friends we are. Exactly. Like, so the, the way Randall and Dante treat each other, that's how we, you know, us Jersey guys, we know, oh, they're really good friends because they're constantly busting each other's balls. And funny part is you can hear that when me and Sal do our show because me and him go yeah. back and forth <laughs> yes. all the time because we're Jersey guys. And that's what we grew up yeah. with. Yeah. That's how we are. <laughs> it's kind of the gimmick of our show sometimes. <laughs> so, Kai, I think you're going to jump in. Oh, yeah, you really don't need Paul Greengrass-style uh, camera movement in that for this. This, I'm, I'm sorry, I love people who complain about, complain about uh, you know, the camera's too static and that. You don't need to move it for this. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, if you want, if yeah. you want uh, melodramatic writing and mo- constant camera movement, I'm sure there's a lot of other movies that can, that can actually uh, fulfill that for you, a lot of pretentious shit. But here, yeah. it's pretty straightforward, and we'll, and I want to get into some of the dialogue here, because I know Dante is the first to really get into this in here, because he pretty much tells Randall that that's how he is. He likes to scrap by, scrap by, by but the bare minimum, and he pretty much says he's not in high school anymore, he's not in his 20s anymore, he doesn't want to sit around and ride on customers while eating free food. And that's what Randall always wanted to do. And if that's all he wants to do out of life, God bless. I refuse to let your shit taint the rest of mine. Wow. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> yeah. That's a rough line. It hurts. <laughs> but he's not done because he goes and says he's going to smooth things over with Emma. Yeah. And I'll get to that in one second because I have a question there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We've, we've all got questions there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to Florida and start my Randall free Randall Gray's free existence. Right, before we continue, how the fuck? And I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> how the fuck do you go to Emma and explain this away? Like, how is that possible at all? <laughs> I swear, Emma, she was just giving me mouth to mouth and got lost. Like, how do you explain? <laughs> you just find out. Literally, a little while ago, in context of the movie world, that your fiancé not only cheated on you, but impregnated his boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you catch him cheating, kissing, and kissing her. Like, how do you explain that away? Like, it's impossible. I, I, I actually, I thought about that, and, and it is an issue. The only explanation I could think of is just the, the trauma of being arrested and booked and now they're in jail. I assume a guy like Dante doesn't take a lot of chances, no matter what Randall tries to go to him into doing, probably hasn't been arrested too many times before. And he just must be in shock because, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was probably, I guess, a couple hours ago in real time, but in movie time, it's only been a few minutes. Wasn't he just professing his love for Becky? Yeah. And exactly. now he's like all he now he's back on board the Emma train going down to Florida. It is yeah, it is kind of a weird reversal. He wants that sure thing. But the sure I mean we learned later on in the scene, the sure thing is more in Jersey at this point, you know? Well yeah. no, he still thinks that still thinks that the sure thing is in Florida despite what he just said to Becky. And despite everything that's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, that, yeah, and, it's, and assuming he'll be able to smooth things over with Emma. Yeah. Which, if I'm Emma, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Knowing Emma, she probably would take it back, but just hold it over his head forever. True. I didn't think about that yeah. way. You're absolutely right. I didn't just a nice way to keep him in control. 
Good point. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, yeah, I get that impression from Emma. She's the type. She would marry him, drag him down to Florida just to spite him, and they'd be miserable for the next thirty years of their lives until they finally split up. But she would do it just so he couldn't say he won. Um, I, I, I thought about it from that perspective. That's a good point. Actually, I didn't think about it that way. Well, <sighs> although that's not well, that's not really fair to Emma. I mean, there is a chance she may sincerely have you know romantic feelings and really want to spend the rest of her life with Dante. Um, although I can't, <laughs> I mean, obviously they're not a good fit. We think she belong, he belongs with Becky, but um, okay. yeah. But I, I still think yeah, Emma's the kind of woman that she's yeah she's she she would look at it as just dumping him and walking away is the easy way out. Whereas, yeah, she could make him pay for it and make him feel sorry for cheating. Oh, um, and that's much the fact that if they have a kid, she'd probably divorce him and then take the leave. money. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good point. I can I can see that happening where it's like he, she would actually like on purpose get pregnant even though they weren't trying and yeah. that kind of thing. And I mean, and then split up after the pregnancy yeah. and all. I can see that happening. You know. So we get back though, back to the other half of this, where he gives and says that I will start my Randall Graves free life and try to forget the last thirty-three years ever happened, even happened. Ouch! Damn, that's a that's a burn. That is a bad burn. You, you, like, wow! I, I don't think I've ever I've gotten into fights with friends before, and we've said some nasty shit to each other. I've never gone there. Like, that's dark deep. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got some folks that I was close with that, you know, we don't keep in touch. We're not close anymore. But, yeah, I never I never went that low. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I remember reading an article, and this is years ago. I forgot a lot of the the, um, the specifics. But the gist of it was, the, you know, these therapists had studied couples, and they were trying to figure out how do you predict you know, if a couple's going to last or not. And they said the one thing they found, that the one reliable indicator – early on was if if arguments escalate like everyone fights if you just if you're fighting that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to break up right away but right. it's how you fight and you know do things escalate do you just fight about whatever the current fight is and then resolve it and move on or do things keep building and i feel like here man at this point i don't feel good about this relationship i feel like things have been escalating and stepping up and it's and and like that's kind of just like that's the finishing move when you get there. I don't know how you're how do you get back? You know, how do you rebuild the relationship after you pull that line out? Yeah, and it, it, we've hit rock bottom now. I really think we're here. We're at rock bottom of the Randall, Randall Dante relationship. Just with that line alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Although it's interesting because I, I one one just to kind of pick out a completely different thing yeah. from this is oh, I, is this the first indication we have of how long? these guys have been friends and like, so did they meet? They were, you know, what, 10, 12. And now they're, they're mid thirties. That sounds about right. They've been friends for 33 years. I know we, we find out earlier in the movie that they were at the quick stop for like 10 years. So we said that earlier in the movie and they, Mm -hmm. and then that jumps us to now. So I'm guessing, yeah, that makes sense. Like middle school friends. And I mean, that sounds right. I mean, Sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I mean, that makes sense timeline wise. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. That sounds right. That's crazy. long time. I mean, I actually do have a friend still from like that 
age, around like ninth grade. Like that, that, I do have a friend like that now. But still, it's rare for between for you to be in your thirties and still have friends that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a long time, and and it's man to just to try to forget those thirty three years ever happened. It, it Ouch, Dante. It. Ouch. It hurts mm. saying it out loud. It really did hurt. Mm. So then Randall had enough because now he's hurting. That one burned him. And you can see it in his face. And the, I've been commenting on this all movie. When it comes to facial facial reactions, um, he's the best. Jeff Anderson is the best. He is one of the very best in this movie. That's not like Rosario Dawson is a professional. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they're really – Kevin's really asking them to act here. It's one thing to be – you know, kind of a slacker 20 something and just pretend to be a slacker 20 something working at a convenience store. Like that's not a huge stretch, but here going back to what we said about the, the emotion and the honesty of the scene, like they're really, I'm assuming these guys aren't real friends that have been, you know, been friends for 33 years and now they're going through a, a what is essentially a breakup um, or, or seems to be heading towards a breakup. Like, like this is acting, this is, you know, uh Meryl Streep type stuff. Um, and, and yeah, and, and they both do a great job, but, uh, yeah, Jeff Anderson really kind of shows the stuff and, and it's, it's, I, I, it's kind of, I'm sorry to hear, apparently he's, he's the holdup on clerks three that he's not interested in coming back because seeing like the range that he, he, you know, he shows the growth in this movie does a lot more as an actor, as an artist versus what he did in, in the first clerks. And it'd be interesting to see where he is now. Well, what's, I, actually, we um, had Scott Holden on in a previous episode, and we asked him, because he would know, because he hosts the That Man on Fat Man no. podcast, and he interviews yeah. a lot of people. He's actually interviewed Kevin Smith on his show. And I went and said, well, what do you know? Where is Jeff Anderson? Like, where is he? Because you would know. He goes and says, oh, no, he doesn't do interviews. He doesn't do cons. He made money doing um, real estate. <laughs> and he's rich. He doesn't need to do any of this. And he, he just won't do it. He doesn't want right. to. He made money. <laughs> I can't blame him. If that's the case, and he made himself independently wealthy, I can't blame him. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. More power to him. More power to him. Yeah, so that's what yeah. happened to him. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so I we, we kind of got off track. So, so Dante's <laughs> dropped his 33-year bomb, and now Randall's coming back at him with, you know, I thought you were the guy who would take a bullet for me. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, you, that actually says a lot because mm-hmm. you, I don't have many people. I don't have any friends in my life at all. Really, I, I kind of keep myself minimal friends as it is. But like, there's very people, and like one of them would be like my wife, like that I would legitimately take a bullet for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a rough sentence because it's like, if you're willing to do that for somebody, that means you really love them. <laughs> Yeah, and he, and he's not talking. I mean, I guess in a certain re- respect, it is metaphorical. But, but I think he's it? also yeah talking literal. Like, I mean, I've I've got friends and coworkers and acquaintances that that I would do stuff for, I would do favors for. But if we're talking about a literal bullet, yeah, it's a very small. I got um, you know my wife, my sister, my nieces and nephews. Um, you know, I've got my old my old Central Jersey buddy, my friend, my uh, my longest friend that I've known since second grade. And, and that's about it. Probably about 10 people that I honestly say, like, I would lay down my life for, for theirs. Yeah, for me, it would be like the people in this house, which is what, like, <laughs> Kyle, like six people in yeah. this house right here. And then I have my, or like, who's my wife? So then I have my best friend here and best friend in Jersey. <laughs> so, like, that's not even it. 
you know, <laughs> it's not a very big list. <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine for, for you know, Randall feels that way for you know Dante, and it's probably that's probably the list in terms of who would Randall take a bullet for. It's Dante, and and you know who does he think Dante would take a bullet for? Well, he thought it was him. At least you know he thought it was Randall, and now he's learning maybe not. So maybe not. He did assume he felt the same way. And all of a sudden, I love this logic here because it makes me question. Because I wondered this earlier in the movie: how soon, how when did Dante land this whole like I'm moving thing? Because it sounds like it came out of nowhere right here in this sentence. Because he says, "All of a sudden, you're moving by." And does that mean it was one of those things where, oh, I guess I'm actually um, moving and I'm not telling you? <laughs> Weird. One would think that Randall would know this actually, but maybe he didn't know. That Randall was that Dante was just going to drop everything and move to Florida until recently. Yeah, I can see. I mean, Randall would have known that Dante was dating, and probably they would have talked and and, and would know that that she had family down in Florida. But also, I could see Randall is the kind of guy who procrastinates on breaking bad news. So you know, when they well, they would. I, I was going to say when they made the decision, but. When Emma told Dante that he was moving to Florida, he probably didn't tell Randall right away. He was like, well, Randall's going to be upset. He's going to try to talk me out of it. Let me wait till the plans are made and it's too late to change my mind. And then I'll tell him. So, I mean, I don't think it was earlier this same day. It wasn't that immediate, I'm assuming. But, yeah, I, I imagine from Randall's perspective, it probably was pretty quick. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. So Randall makes a point. Do you know what that's been like for me? I'm looking at a future that just sucks because you're not going to be in it anymore. Oh, wow. That, that makes me still want to hug him. I just give him a hug. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Aww. he says, you're not even, but you're, and you're not even throwing me away for a life that means something to you. It's just a stupid hollow existence you think you should have had because you're getting old or something. Because it's the kind of life everyone else has, everyone else goes after. You're a fucking drone, dude. <laughs> laying it on, laying everything on the table. Laying <laughs> everything on the table now. Yep. Well, he's not wrong. Well, I, so I had, a, I had a question about that. That's good. So do you... And, and, and we've seen some from Dante that he's kind of not as happy as maybe he should be about this move, but it's a big change. I can see, you know, just being worried about it just from that perspective. But, you know, is, is Dante just doing this because he thinks that, you know, this may be the last girlfriend I ever have, so I better lock it down so before I spend the rest of my life alone? Is he just doing it because he thinks, you know, he's, he's just too old to be single and too old to be a clerk? It looks like yeah. to me, it's one of those things where he found someone that loves him and he thinks that's what he needs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's settling. Well, that's a bunch of the fact that if he still remembers what happened the last time he got, had, had a serious relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. this is yeah. also different. This is different than the first time. To the point where it's like, she actually like is saying, well, we'll get married, we'll move. And he's looking at this like, okay. I get everything I want. Maybe I'm not fully in love with her, but I can still get everything that I want in my life. And then I'll figure it out later. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, and in terms of, you know, Randall's level of expectation and kind of, you know, Rand, what, what Randall has described as what he wants out of life in terms of just being a clerk and being able to make fun of people and hang out with his friends, that kind of sounds like the life that Dante is setting up for himself. You know, he's, I mean, working at a car wash is, you know, it's not an office job. He's not a, a CEO or he's not an accountant, you know, in a, with a, a corner office and a desk. You know, if he's working at a car wash, he's basically the same as working at a convenience store, except it's own, you know, and it's own, it could be owned by his father-in-law. So he doesn't have to worry about getting fired because, you know, he's, he's family with the owner. The only big difference is it's going to be Florida instead of Jersey and Randall won't be there. So in terms of you want to talk about a simple existence, like it's not like Dante's really, he's not running off to Kathmandu or he's not you know, seizing some brass ring, going off on some crazy adventure. He's just moving down to Florida. It's a good point, actually. It's it's one of the things yeah. where, it, is it really better? And, and Dante must think it's, he must have thought it was better. But at the same time, if it was so better, if his life was so great, why did then he hook up with Becky? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's excellent point. Yeah. I mean, and I was going to say, because like, so I think it's, I think it's obvious that Randall, or sorry, Dante is, he's not crazy about the car wash, car wash thing. He's not crazy about Florida. I don't think it's as obvious that he is not that crazy about Emma. But what, yeah, what you, what you, yeah, what you just said, Blake, that if he was crazy about Emma, then why is he not just, not just the, the one incident? with Becky, but, you know, we see them, he's, he's painting her toenails. Like they're very close. They're very familiar. Um, you know, that a way in a way that uh, a man and a woman usually aren't, if the man is crazy about a different woman. Yeah. They definitely have a different level where it's not just the friendship. Like they're a lot closer than a male and a female friend really should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and not that men and women can't be friends. Cause I, you know, that I, I certainly think they can, but, yeah, I think the message is pretty clear that there's something else going on um, that you normally wouldn't expect if, oh. as you said, if, if Dante's so happily engaged, he wouldn't be getting so close to, to Becky. True. Very, yeah. very true. Well, I, I, I almost had a – this is, is going to be off air. I had a bit of deja vu just now because the screen went black. I thought we were having a repeat. What happened with us last season? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but everything came back up. I'm not so apparently yeah. don't tell me the deja vu of last season again. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. So, all right, sorry, I got all scared there. <laughs> anyway, so um, Dante then actually fires back. Fine, the next friend whose life you ruin, which is a damn that's a backhanded backhanded comment as you have one, could be a total free spirit. <laughs> okay. Elias? Well. Elias is there. At the end of the day, Elias is there. <laughs> but right on the point. You think I want to start making friends of my didn't he say the same thing to Elias earlier in the movie? I think, yeah. I kind of said that to Elias for it's like you're gonna be my only friend now that Dante's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who would want to be my who would want me as their friend? I hate everyone and everything seems stupid to me. So Randall's a hipster? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Although, I mean, that's, that's really the most, uh, that's in, an interesting, I was kind of shocked when it, the first time I saw this and, and when Randall says that line, because that level of self-awareness, I mean, even after 
this honesty bomb that he's, you know, he's telling us about his feelings for, for Dante and how upset he is that Dante's leaving and um, taking a bullet and all that other stuff, even on top of all that for that, you know, the, that, that self recognition that I don't think we've seen from Randall before that, like, not only does he, you know, he's not only being honest about Dante and that relationship, he can be honest about himself, which is really the hardest thing to turn that, you know, turn that critical eye inward. Um, But, you know, I, so Randall knows what he is. He's, he's honest about it. And it is different as, as a, you know, just as, as someone who's on the same side of 30 as these guys are uh, maybe even a little bit further to that side, but uh, you know, not that you can't make friends, but it's different. It is different making friends as an adult versus the, you know, the people you came up with that you've been through school with, you kind of, it's, it is, it is just different. And I can certainly sympathize with, with Randall's like, yeah, man, you don't want to have to start from scratch at this point. I'm with him. I am with Randall there. I can agree in that sentiment. I I'm, I'm 36 straight up. And I have the hardest time making new friends because it's like, I don't want to start over. Like you don't want to start over with people, you know, but you have to, mm-hmm. to do that. And like at my job, I can literally cut in my hand how many friends I have and still have fingers left. Like, I just don't yeah. like making new friends if I don't have to, you know what I mean? I just don't want to. Cause why? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Cause it's like, especially at work, especially at work. Yeah. Cause who knows? Yeah. How long you're yeah, it's weird because when you when you're at school and you're spending all this time with people in school, they become your friends and that's fine. And and I know making friends at work is different because I never worried about getting fired from school. Or your I was never fired. worried that like, oh, if I did something risque or off color on the weekend, that it would I. I, I didn't think it'd be a problem if that followed me to school on Monday because my schoolmates were my friends from the weekend. Whereas if I'm, you know, if I'm, I, 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 I work in an office, I'm, you know, I'm not a CEO or an accountant, but I have a desk job. It's white collar. I try to present a professional, uh, you know, at least the appearance as a, you know, professional responsible adult. And so I don't necessarily want those to be the same people um, that are witnessing the shenanigans that I'm getting up to on the weekend. So, you know, I have made some friends through work and they're people that like, you know, we've both moved on. We don't work together anymore, but we still keep in touch and we hang out and watch the game together and stuff like that. So I have made friends, but yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult work friends. It's not the same as school friends, just as an adult, it's not the same as, as being a a child, but uh, you know, that's where this whole movies by minutes things come in. I think I've made the most friends over the past two years than I did for the 20 years before that just through through podcasting and hooking up with folks like uh, like you guys. You know, it's funny. I feel the same way. And I've said this. I think I said this to Thomas when he was on the show. I don't think if I said it on the air. I'll, I'll say it on the air straight up. I yeah. look forward. To, I, I don't I, – I, I follow a lot of Facebook groups. I'm in a lot of communities. I'm in a lot of things. The MMX community, to me, is special. Because I actually set it up to get notifications for every single post that goes in there. And I love reading about everything going on with everything else. I love joining in on the mixers. And I love doing stuff like that. And I look forward to our convention. I missed last year. And I was really upset I missed last year. I, didn't, I wanted to be there. I was obviously on vacation. I couldn't be there. Like, I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I understand what you mean about the podcast world. It's a whole different, it's a whole different animal, <laughs> really. And I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, on that note, I believe that's where we wrap up our minutes. And um, why we we went a half hour talking? Look at that! <laughs> I, did, I did not think we were going to get a half hour out of this. I really didn't think so. Um, there's a lot go, there's a lot going on these minutes. I like two it. two uh, two emotional minutes we had here. And today. A lot to discuss and a lot of breakdown, especially personally. Uh, actually, I forgot to ask yes. something, Kyle. Where do you stand on the being adult friends thing? I know you're on a different level than we are because I know you have a hard time talking to people out of this. I I'm with Randall. Randall, I can't really make new friends at my age. So, I, you know, it's funny. I think your with our conversation about the podcast community, that would be perfect for you. I mean, you, you talk to people in our community all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a good kind of thing, you know. Our world's different. I like our little world. I like our isolation world of ours. All right. On the note, let's wrap this up. Sean, why don't you get your plugs in? Go for it. All right. Yeah. So if, if you want to be my friend... Um, you can come on down to uh, one place to start is groundhogminute.com, where I did what these gentlemen did for the Clerks movies, but I did it for the movie Groundhog Day. And that was me and my friend Dave Palace talking about Groundhog Day um, at groundhogminute.com. And and just one quick thing, I'm also going to throw out my new site. It's catandshawn.org um, for my wife, Catherine, C-A-T, and me, Sean, S-E-A-N. Dot org And I've got a link to my podcast. I've got links to um, my guest spots on other podcasts. I'll have a link to this podcast when it comes out. So, um, you know, if you want to keep a, keep up to tabs on uh, on who my friends are, you can uh, find that at catandshawn.org. Thank you. Um, and for those who are jumping over to Groundhog Minute and you're jumping over right now because you, you're the right wise now. ass that decides to put the entire show up again. <laughs> you're that wise ass. <laughs> um, I'm, I am on that show. I did do a couple episodes with you guys, and that was so much fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun with those episodes. So I Yeah, know. yeah, we had a lot, a lot of fun with you. So yeah. that was good. We'll have to do something again down the road, that's for sure. <laughs> Especially after this. On that note, let's wrap this bad boy up. You can find us as part of the Filling Way Podcast Network every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we're right in the middle of things. And I'll, I'll plug our next show on Friday this week is Jim O'Kane. He's coming up to finish, continue on with this um, jail scene. So that's our next episode right. on Friday. And um, you can hear me on the Big Show every single Friday. And... You can hear me also on No Days But Today, a Rent Retrospective, every single Tuesday leading up to Rent Live on Fox. And that's about it. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Sean, for coming on again. Oh, thank you for having me. Anytime. And that all being that, thank you for I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. Have a good day, everybody. You think I want to make new friends at my age? Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drinking beers. Drinking beers, beers, beers. Rolling fatties, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoked the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking blunts.